The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Clean Nation, Mike Campion here with Dawn Geyer. This young lady started Redwood Coast Cleaners in March of 2022 in, as you might have guessed it, California, Arcata, near the Redwood National Park. This young lady serves short-term rentals. What's going on in your world, sister? Uh, well, it's a new year. And so, you know, just really trying to, and it's only going to be our second year business. So there's a lot going on, just trying to formulate better systems Having gotten through one high season, you know, we have a, the seasonality of the short-term rentals was crazy, you know, just a lot of turnover cleans on a daily basis, got through that. And now just trying to, like I said, you know, reformulate things, come up with better systems and find ways that we could be more profitable. Cool. Well, let's jump in and see if I can't help you. We're recording this January, 2023. She started March, 2022. So everything you've heard is in about nine months of business. That said, what's going on in your world right now that I can help you with, young lady? Um, like I said, systems are a big deal. One of the biggest things that we looked at um, with our PL was, um, you know, the cost of the payroll expenses. So we brought in, you know, about $70,000 in these nine months. 68% of that went to labor. I get it, we're in like a labor industry, but I feel like one of the big things has been the average clean times. So, we have to set a rate for these claims. It's just a flat rate. And one of the things that we're dealing with is our clients, our property management teams, they have to be really competitive with their pricing and the fees that are associated in order to get bookings. And so we're pretty much like capped, you know, at what we can charge. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're giving a bunch of stuff that's not true. So <laughs> if we start with false assumptions, there's no way I can coach you. So okay. you're, you're giving me a, a construct that won't work. I can't okay. charge any more money. I've got to do this. This is the only thing. So not trying to pick on my lovely guest on, but this is so common for what owners of cleaning companies do. They don't spend enough time on the problem and they go right, right to the solution. And then they get a superficial or downright incorrect solution because they're really not clear on the problem. So let me, before we make a bunch of assumptions, um, I have to charge a flat rate. My people are are taking too long. I can't charge anymore. Labor. You, you said like five things as just truths that are not truths. They are opinions, their experiences, their perspectives. I'm not saying they're complete fabrications. I'm just saying we don't want to say things like just global statements of it's a heavy labor market. No one wants to work. Like that's a that's a, a statement of fact, which is not a statement of fact. It's it's an opinion based on the experiences you've had. Um, but from what I hear, you're not having the experience you want. So when we start having experiences we don't want and we just make a bunch of assumptions, that's going to kill us. So the good news is I can encourage you, um, Don. this is all myself and my team do for the last seven, eight years. And we've coached people in every state in, in the union, all provinces, dozen countries. So there is no, well, my area is different. We Wherever your area is, if it's in the US, we've probably coached a half a dozen people there. So all that to say, having a little bit of a more global perspective, right? Because I've been doing this seven years all over the country. You're like, I've got this little bit of experience and this little bit of space. I can give you not only a truth that is more accurate, but more importantly, a truth that's more helpful to get you where you want to go. Because if the belief is I can't do X, I can't raise prices. Well, if you're, if you're charging a nickel, I can coach you until like, I'm blue in the face, but there's not there's nothing to talk about if the truth is I can't I can't charge more. So let's 
because you said so many things that are important, let's kind of pick them apart one by one. That's why I interrupted you because if you, if you give me 17 things, I'm like, ah, we can't get there. So let right. me, let me hit the three things. One, we can't charge more. Two, we have to pay a lot. Three, um, our labor was 68% of our sales. Is that fair for the kind of the three big things we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's take one by one and we'll, we'll get you unwound or, or un- untangled is probably a better way to say it. Right. So first and foremost, great job bringing the data, not the drama. Almost impossible to help someone. My labor cost is too high. I don't know what that means. My labor cost is 68, 68 cents of every dollar comes in, goes out to labor. That I can help you with. That's a real, da- that's, that's data, sister. So right off the bat, what we coach successfully in every state in the United States, every province in Canada, 10 countries around the world, 50% labor cost is absolutely doable on a higher level, especially on the residential and the short-term rentals, we can get them to 40, 45. So we kind of say 50 publicly because that's what we know we can get. And then once we get as clients, especially if you've been with us a while, we, we get that even better. So um, the biggest, not the biggest, a very common mistake people make when, A, first of all, great job on identifying the data. Most people don't even have that. They just have a gut feeling it's too high, but that means nothing. You got specific data. So we know not only is it too high, it's exactly 18% too high or 18 to 25% too high, but there's there's not a feeling, there's not a whatever. We have math, right? Like two plus two equals four, no matter what my opinion is, no matter what your opinion is, 68% of a a dollar, 68% of a dollar, regardless of opinion. Uh, the opinion I have, I think that you share that is going to be helpful is you can't run a profitable business. You can't scale. You can't do a good job for your clients. You just, there's there's nothing good about that for anybody, including your clients. Okay. So we're clear on half the problem. The other half is, well, is that because people are taking too long to clean or is it because I'm not charging enough? Nine out of eight times I've coached someone, it's because we're not charging enough. So we do this math of, well, when I clean, I get it done in this amount of time. But keep in mind, I'm the owner and I get 100% of the money and this is my reputation. And if you want your people to clean like you, give them half the company. Well, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, then don't expect the same kind of results. And honestly, as you get better at hiring core values-based people, you can get better results. But for now, where you're at, what I hear you saying is I'm not able to, I need my people to clean. It wouldn't be, eight. would it be 18% faster? For 18% less money, for sure, which I guess could be 18% faster. Um, what we get fooled into is I can do it quicker, or if I'm on site whipping them or encouraging them or rubbing their back or helping them or whatever magic I do when I'm on site and everything works out perfectly, nothing goes wrong. Everything's exactly right. No one's car breaks down. No one has a, you know, you know, short-term vacation rentals can have a wide range of what it looks like when we walk in, everything works out perfect in a perfect universe at the prices I have, I can get to 50%. Right. But that's not the reality of the business that we're in. You're not going to be there every time. And we are going to have A players and B players. Now, if you have D and F players, of course, the answer is to get A and B players. But you're like, I've got people doing B minus work. Right. That's called average. So we're going to charge based on B minus work. We're not going to try and get B minus people to be A every time, all the time, and nothing ever go wrong. Same thing with hiring. We're like, I'm fully staffed. But what that really means is if nobody quits, nobody calls in sick, nobody needs time off, I don't get another single client, nothing goes wrong. In that case, then I'm fully, it's like, well, that's not really fully staffed. That's like barely staffed, right? Yeah, barely making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we tell ourselves a lie that the, the, I'm fully staffed. So same thing here. I'm charging enough. They're just not going fast enough. It's like, you know, you're probably just not charging enough because we're not charging in a perfect universe where nothing goes wrong because it's not a perfect universe and stuff goes wrong all the time. And so- almost always the right answer is to raise prices. Now, this belief that your people are like, I can't afford and blah, blah, blah. It's just not the truth at all. Um, people's budget is always infinite. 
is only limited by two things, the value you can bring and the money they can access. And I'll tell you what, if you can bring enough value, it's only limited by that because value to them might be might mean money. So if you show them how to charge more money, how to get higher occupancy, how to see what you do as a value add, how to wash the people's car where they're there. I'm not saying you should do that, but there's a lot of ways you could add that. Bring a, a little a gift basket, make sure they get twice as many reviews. There's an infinite amount of way you can bring more value. And I, I'm, I own VRBOs and I'm, I understand how this works. I promise you, there's people that take 30% of the revenue to run this thing. So when you're like, I can't charge more than 182 bucks or whatever your thing is, that is not the truth, lady. There are people that, you know, say a VRBO average one makes probably not average, but just easy numbers, 10 grand a month. There are people that charge 30% plus the cleaning fee to do Mm -hmm. that. So when you're like, I can't get more than 200 bucks a clean, bull crap. That is just a lie from the pit of hell. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it was a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. It's possible you're not bringing for the value that you're bringing and the skill level that you have currently, that's all you can charge. Doubt it. I'll bet you could still charge more, Um, but it's never the truth that that's all you can charge. So for everybody, guys, gals, I'm picking on my friend Don, but the reality is price has nothing to do with the value that you bring and the ability to have to pay. For most of us, the ability to have to pay is tied to the price that you bring. And if it's not, get better clients, right? So let's say we're doing residential and we're in trailer parks and you know they pay 900 bucks a month in rent for their trailer and our cleaning service is 300. Yes, you are correct. They You cannot bring enough. Well, you still could bring enough value. You could help them do something. But let's just say you had to limit your services to cleaning. There's probably not a way you can bring a third of their rent of value in cleaning. But you can certainly stop taking appointments and do marketing in trailer parks. You can start marketing in places where they have money. Right. In B2B, there's always, when we're do, serving businesses, Never had an employee yet that if they wanted to double their pay, I couldn't be like, absolutely. Here's 10 things you can do to get paid double tomorrow. Businesses always need more help. There's always more ability. And I promise it can come in the ratings, reviews, um, uh, being able to raise their prices, being able to lower their their occupancy, getting uh, happier clients, getting more referrals from clients, which would fill them better, getting the clients to want to pay more, getting clients to take upsells. There's an infinite amount of way you could bring more value. You just have to do that. So, Okay. All that to say, I'm going to sum up and let kind of hit the ball back over to your court so you can tell me what else you need. But A, this belief of I'm charging the right amount, unless your people are just terrible. If you're like, no, they're completely crazy. They take six hours to do a two-hour job. That's a different thing. But if it's 68%, they're taking five hours and 30 minutes to do a job that should take five hours and two minutes or something like that. And again, it's like, yeah, I guess if in a perfect world, if you manage them and held their hand and beat them and blah, 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 blah. Um, they could get down, but let's just price on the world that we have now. And as you get yeah, better at this and start hiring the micromanagement thing, where it's like, it's taking a tremendous amount of time for me to be able to micromanage people just to, yeah, get things done in the allotted amount of time. I just, I can't do that. And I can't assign an operations manager to do that because that would make my company go break too, broke too, you know, by paying someone to have to do this micromanagement. So. Perfect. So the, the right answer is, yeah, let's hire people that don't need to be micromanaged. Um, yes. And two things can be true at once. Your prices can be lower than what they should be. And by the way, guys, gals, do not go, well, I looked around what other people. Yeah. No one gets a vote on what your prices should be until you see their PL. 
So I looked around the average price. Yeah, they're all broke. I coach them. I know. Right. <laughs> so, and if you start, I don't think they have like the Molly Maids and stuff of vacation rentals yet. But if you call the Molly Maids and the, the ones that we are pretty fairly confident make money, they're charging enough, I promise you. So mm-hmm. don't, don't go, I looked and I, I, you know what other cleaning company coaches cost? I don't know, probably 10th what we do. I, I don't even know. But I know I can actually get people results. If we can help people double their business or build million dollar businesses, I could charge whatever I want. Um, so you see how we, I always look at what the value I'm bringing is not how much other people are charging. Cause they can't bring the value I can bring. I don't even give a crap what they're doing. So yeah, I'm guessing a hobo down by the river in a van would coach you for a nickel and a hug, but that's not the service I offer. Yeah. So for everybody, not just Don, don't get wired up into well, other people. Are char- yeah. Until you know what, if they're profitable, well, they're a big company. They've got, I didn't ask if they're big, I asked if they're profitable. Mm-hmm. So again, same thing. We're kind of like, well, this guy at the gym does this. Well, is he fat? Yeah, he's fat. Does he have muscle tone? No, he's not a muscle tone. Is he injured all the time? Yeah. Well, then why are we listening to him? Let's look mm-hmm. at the people that are getting the results that we want. Okay. So that said, let's get to, um, Two things can be true. One, you could not be charging enough, which I'd have to talk to you more length than we can do on this podcast. But I, I'm about, I can say with about 87% confidence, you're not charging enough. That said, that can be true and you could have the wrong people. So even if the people magically did the right amount of time, if they still need to be micromanaged, we've got the wrong people. Exactly. That's what I'm coming against for sure. Typically, and for those of you fans of the podcast, you'll know we've done a couple uh podcasts on this. I'm being facetious because we've probably done dozens. Um, It is not about how much you pay. That's the first thing people generally make. It's not about benefits. Oh, if I could give them cars and health insurance and blah, 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 blah. We got to understand what we do. We're not, if you're trying to get a neurosurgeon from one famous hospital to your famous hospital, yes, a parking spot and a car allowance and a blah, 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 might all be on there. We're not that. This is low wage, low skill work. What they're looking for, your secret sauce has got to be culture. That is the one thing that got to be, and culture sounds like a fancy word. It's got to be their experience of the job. I can go to the reason Chick-fil-A wins and the reason that In-N-Out wins, for those of you that have In-N-Out burgers, I'm going fast food because those are equally low pay and um, difficult job physically. The reason they win is the culture. The experience they have of that job and that community is something they can't get anywhere else. So culture is just a shared set of rules. So if, at our place, it's have fun, make money, be real and help out. So the people that we hire on our team and even our customers, most of you guys listening are like, I like having fun. That is true. Mike does have fun. And you know he does really seem to help out. And I'm, I'll tell you, our company is very profitable. We do make money and his clients seem to make money. And he seems like a real dude. I'll bet you if I met him for dinner, it'd be, yeah, talk to any client or any that I've ever had dinner, lunch, or we've gone to a lot of that with. This is the same idiot all the time. So they're attracted to that because like, that's what they want. And there's a bunch of people who think I'm a loser. And like, I hate that guy. I wouldn't buy right. Fine. They probably aren't into having fun, making money, being real and helping out. Totally. Okay. I'm never going to deal with them because my core values are so loud and proud. It repels them. So I never have to deal with them. Our team is even a higher level, have fun, make money, be real and help out. So what I didn't do, say Don was applying to work on our team. I wouldn't be like, Hey Don, you don't seem like a super fun person. And you don't seem like you want to help out. You don't really, sorry, I'm not saying this about you at all. Um, hypothetical Don. And you don't really care about money. You know, you, you work for nonprofits, which is fine. See, not, I'm not judging any of these things. I'm just, I'm just noticing them. So if you're going to work here, you're going to have to change everything about who you are and act a certain way. Dawn would hate me very quickly because she does not want to change who she is. I would hate her very quickly because I would feel like I'm constantly trying to fit this round peg into a square hole, whatever, whatever that saying is. I'm probably trying to fit Dawn into a spot that doesn't fit her. 
Um, so she would resent me. I would be frustrated with her. Why? I would just go, you should find a place that's super into the things that you're into, right? Like if she's like, I think money's stupid and evil and I hate it. Great. A nonprofit or a church. Or I don't know. There's lots of places that hate money. Let's go there, right? Um, or a library. If she hates fun, whatever, like government, you know, there's lots of places she'd be a fit. So the trick is A, to get clear on what your values are and be able to articulate them clearly. B, really use those to make decisions. So I'm like, oh, but Don's such a good cleaner and she'll work for no money or whatever I think a good cleaner. She's got a car or whatever I think is amazing, but she's just not down with my values. I can hire her and will it bite me in the butt today? Maybe probably not. Tomorrow, maybe within a month, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. So the cool thing is, uh, Don, there's a process for that. It's really getting clear on what your beliefs are. And what we're not doing is deciding what they want to be. So the rookie move is like, hey, Don, I want my employees to work hard and I want them to be good customer service and attention to detail. So those are my core values. That's aspirational. Here's what I'd like to see happen. But the problem is Don sees me and I'm not those things. So she's like, he's such, he's full of crap. He wants me to be that, but he's not even that. He doesn't even, but when I say be real, have fun, make money and help out, Don's like, that's what that dude is, right? Like, so there's no weirdness about it. So sometimes we do aspirational. Like if you're like, I want my people to do a better job and be detail-oriented, you say, oh, my core value is detail-oriented. But your core values are something that you were born with and you'll have them after this company, right? So if you weren't detail-oriented at age 12 and after you sell this company, you're not going to still want your companies to be de- your people to be detail-oriented. It's not a core value. So we discover, not decide on our core values. We articulate them clearly. And then we use that to make decisions on who we hire and who we accept as a client. That... And of course you have to pay fair, right? I'm not saying you can scam people out of money, but you don't have to pay. The money's not going to get them there. If they're paying fair, the experience is what they'll get. Okay. We covered way too much stuff in one little podcast. Questions, comments, rude remarks, any other way I can serve you before we wrap it, lady? Um, No, that's been super helpful. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, for taking time to chat with me. Beautiful. All right. Uh, Cleaning Nation, if this is scratching where you're itching, you're like, wow, it seems like there might be more to this than I thought. Go to growmycleaningcompany.com. There's over 900 podcasts. I think we've got a Facebook group, which is free with like 15,000 members. Uh, Got two books on Amazon, a bunch of free crap or very low price stuff. Growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.